20th Century Boy. My name is Radio Mike, and I'm not supposed to tell you guys this, but uh, this is the inside. Hey guys, how you going? Great to have you here again. Great to be back after what was a, a really long week last week for me, but a good week. And I, uh, I'm, I appreciate everyone's feedback in the Facebook group for this podcast, facebook.com slash group slash 20th Century Boy. Over a hundred people in there now posting stuff. There's polls, there's memes, there's gags, you know, it's great fun. So if you like the podcast and you want to get a bit more content around it, feel free to join. But yeah, really long week last week, panelling uh, breakfast radio, getting up at ungodly hours and working on a show that was like really different to any other radio show I've worked on in the past. Like in the past, I've predominantly worked on comedy shows and like light shows, but I was working on like a, a breakfast show that had like comedic elements, but was all, also had a few like really serious breaks. So it was actually quite different and really good experience to work on a show that was just completely different to what I'm used to. And I'm always trying to, like, uh, take on new challenges, even though I get often, like, when I take on these things, like, because they're so, like, because they're such high stakes, I suppose, uh, I do get, like, these major surges of anxiety, which is, like, a recurring theme in my life. Um, So, like, when you're, you know, operating the broadcast for Triple M's Breakfast Show with some really, really big names, and it's a really, you know, well-rating show, and it's a really popular show in Melbourne, um, yeah, it's just... Anxiety just goes through the roof. Triple M's Hot Breakfast Catch-Up with Will Anderson, Eddie McGuire and Luke Darcy. Today, I actually said to Carla, my wife, I said, what day is it? She said, it's Thursday. All oh, right, okay. It feels like a Monday to me coming yeah. in uh, this morning. Uh, welcome to Mike, who's uh, still filling in for Rosie this week. Yeah, uh, uh, congratulations, uh, Ed. That was a great day yesterday for your football club. Big guests uh, coming through, but it's always a pleasure to welcome our man, Will Anderson. Oh, good morning, Luke Darcy. Good morning, Eddie McGuire. Hello, good Mike. morning, Mike, filling in for Rosie. Uh, good morning, Melbourne. I feel like I, my, my brain like responds to anxiety in a really... Uh, weird way, which I'm sure like a lot of other people do, but like, yeah, I just get on this really like fight or flight mode when, which is weird. I feel like our brains are still wired in a way that we kind of have to unlearn things that our primitive brains developed over centuries of evolution that were originally there to help us, but now can sort of hinder us, but still help us a bit. Um, I think like me having anxiety over this, these things shows that I like, I really care about them and I want to do well in my job and stuff, but Sometimes it can be so overpowering and like exhausting to the point where like I'm in the studio in this new show environment. I'm just like so panicky that I I just don't want to get anything wrong. But I don't know, like I think I did a good job and I'm glad that I did and I'm glad that I took the chance because I think that every time you take a chance on something that, you know, you're not sure if you're going to be able to do it to the right standard, uh, you know, your your self-doubt kind of kicks in, which it does for me and I'm sure it does for a lot of other people. Every time you do that, I feel like you expand where your mind can kind of operate in terms of anxiety. And now next time, if I get asked to do it again, you know, if I have to cover for someone, I won't feel that. And I'll know that I can do it and I know that I am capable. So yeah, I think that's like really important. And I just, one of the main things I noticed from last week in doing that, that I haven't talked about on this podcast for a while is that my anxiety really kicked in. And it's something that I've like dealt with my whole life and I'm kind of used to it now and used to managing it and still sometimes I catch myself overthinking and 
getting into some really bad thinking habits, but I always try to be mindful of that and just move, move forward with it and, and take some time out to like process my thinking and process and sort of meditate and like just lie down and and reflect on the emotions that are coming to me and process them correctly. Because like for a long time in my life, I didn't do that. Um, but yeah, kind of a weird way to start the podcast, but I feel like it's good to talk about these things. So yeah, let me know if there's things that like, I don't know, make you anxious. What are they? How do you deal with them? I think it's important to talk to other people about those things and just find strategies that you can cope with them. But anyway, uh, two people in the studio with me today, my editor, my house editor, who's here every week, Editor Mike, how are you this week, man? Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm I'm not doing too bad. You know, you're always talking about things like you've just said, but yeah, no, I'm I'm doing quite well, and um, I've had a you know I've had a good week. I'm glad to be back working on the podcast because you know I love being here. I love you, Mike. You're such a funny guy. You make me laugh every week. You're such a bloody funny man, and you're so all kind right. Now enough of that. You don't have to bloody flatter me every week, man. And uh, of course, Siggy Mike, who is currently uh, the intern of the show, intern Mike, finished up the other week. So Siggy Mike's here. How are you, mate? Yeah, no, I'm not, not too bad, man. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I've, I've actually been uh, seeing a new girl this week. I've, I've uh, started, you know, dating a new girl. It's, uh, it's going pretty well. No way, Siggy Mike. Is this your first, like, relationship for a while? Uh, I wouldn't call it a relationship. You know, it's just, uh, you know, something sort of cheeky and casual. But, uh, you know, it's fun. She's a great sheila. She's going well. So, uh, you know... It's, uh, you know, she's a bit different. Well, tell us about oh, her, man. Tell us about her, Siggy Mike. We'd love to. Oh, no, I'm not, not kind of the guy to kiss and tell. You know, by the way, first of all, does any of you want Siggy? I got a cup of Siggy's. No, I'm no, just going to write one up and smoke one in the studio. No, we, we really don't. You offer us Siggy's every week. We really don't want one. Yeah, no, nah, she's, uh, she's, you know, she's a lovely, lovely Sheila. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's actually an older lady. She's, she's really experienced and, you know, she's, uh, she's great. She's, uh. Yeah, she's super different to me, but, uh, you know, I really like her. I'm enjoying seeing her, so, you know, fuck. And I'm just I'm bloody over the moon at the moment, really smitten. Yeah, nice, man. So how old is she? Uh, she's actually 60. Aren't you 30? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm 29, so really it's not that much of a difference. Well, actually, 29 is less than 30. So you being 29, like, actually makes my point that the age gap is so big, even even worse, I guess. But it's not, I'm not judging you. No, I mean, what, what's age anyway? You know, she's 60, I'm 29, I'll be 30 next year, I'll be 60 in 30 years, thank you, cares? Okay. Well, I hope it goes well for you, man. I'm, I'm happy you're settling down. Yeah, thanks, Mike. No, it's really great. I'm, I'm hoping to update you each week on how it's going. She's very great. How about you, Ada, Mike? How's your, uh, how's your marriage oh, going? Oh, yeah, and Mike, how is your marriage going? There was a period of time there a few episodes ago where, like, I think there was, like, three episodes in a row where you were having some marriage issues. And then it was back on and like, you know, you were going really strong and you were sexting your wife in studio all the time. How, how's it going? We haven't heard about it for a while. Yeah, look guys, it's, uh, it's going right. We, you know, we had a few weeks of some pretty hardcore sexting, which, uh, bumped up the excitement a lot because, uh, you, you know, when I was, uh, when I was young, we, we didn't have phones. You know, I'm 64. We, we didn't have phones. So, you know, this is the first time we've really been able to sext each other. You know, it's not, you know, like I said, we didn't have phones back in, back in my day, you know, you just had to, it was all in person. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's been pretty exciting, but uh, you know, uh, Mary Ann isn't isn't home a lot when I'm home. You know, I love her to bits, but she's not home a lot. She's out a lot. So I assume she's seeing friends. I don't know who she's seeing, but I assume she's seeing friends. Okay, interesting. So much to talk about this week, so we'll have to move on from that. End of the mic. I'd love updates of over the next few weeks on you know your marriage, Siggy Mike. Loving this budding new relationship despite the age difference. I think that'll be great as well. Uh, Let's update next week. We'll see how that's all going. But guys, uh, as we know on this podcast, we have a little catchphrase of the podcast. It's fuck, fuck, this has caught on, hasn't it, guys? We bloody love it. We bloody love it. And it is 
you've got to be shitting me. Akin to something like, oh, you're kidding me, mate. No way. You're joking. You have got to be shitting me. It's the catchphrase of the show. Send it in, radiomikepod at gmail.com. We want to hear your you got to be shitting me. We feature one every week. And look, this week is a uh, pretty special one, if I do say so myself, because guys... We might have, well, we do have our very first celebrity, you gotta be shitting me. And I didn't think there were any celebrity listeners of this show. But anyway, I digress. It's time for this. Uh, you gotta be shitting me. You gotta be shitting me. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. You have got to be shitting me. This is You Gotta Be Shitting Me of the Week. Now with 100% less, Eternal Mike. Fuck, Mike, if you're about to do what I think you can do, I'm just going to fucking lose it, I swear. Like, this, that, this is fucking insane, because I reckon I know exactly what you're going to talk about. It's fucking insane. I'm just going to go fucking crazy. Calm is. down, please, Sicky Mike. You, are you on something? You, have you been doing the white lightning you were talking about last week? Last week, Sicky Mike kept saying this for a lot of the show. Fuck, mate. You're saying all the time, going out and party, you know, doing the white lightning. Wait, why do you keep saying white lightning and Sicky Mike? Is, is white lightning what no, I think yeah, it is? Mate, this is a bit fucking white lightning, bit of... <laughs> You know, you can go off the toilet, see something like that, or do it off, you know, you, you know, you stay, you know, fucking white lighting, you fucking, you fucking know white lighting. So he kept saying that. Are you on that today? No, I'm at, no, mate, I'm at work, I'm, not, I'm professional, mate. I'm, You're not very professional, you offer people singing. Mate, come on, man, I'm just gonna lie up singing, come on. I've got, just do the segment, right? Sorry I even said anything. Alright, no worries, man. Guys, as you all know, one of the biggest movie events in the history of cinema occurred this week. Avengers Endgame came out and did you guys know we have a celebrity listener in Chris Evans who plays Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and obviously he must be a listener because I don't see any other explanation for you know how this happens. Do, do you edit the mic? No, to be honest Mike I see no other explanation for how this could actually be possible. I literally just said I can see no explanation for how this could be possible. I know but this is this is a recurring thing on the podcast. I always say the same thing as you and you always say the same thing as me. It's almost like we're, we're speaking so quickly that we can't actually think of different things to say so we just repeat each other. Hey, okay, edit the mic. I don't care about your weird old people conspiracy theories. Whatever man. Guys in Avengers Endgame, and this is not a spoiler, this is not a spoiler for the show, in Avengers Endgame, Captain America, I'm not going to say who he says it to, when he says it, etc, etc, but Captain America says this. Oh, you got me shitting me. Very hard to hear it, because I'm using the audio from like a shitty cam version I found online. Edit the mic, can you slow it down for us? Yeah, no worries, mate. Well, that actually didn't make it any clearer at all. That just made it ten times harder to understand. So we'll just can we just play it in real time again? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. No worries. Oh, you got me shitting me. Captain America, aka Radio Chris Evans, welcome to the Radio Family. Have yourself one hundred mic points for getting this podcast on an international, multi-billion-dollar scale in the Avengers Endgame. Radio Chris Evans. You are this week's You Gotta Be Shitting Me of the Week. Oh, fuck, mate, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm, I'm fucking losing it, because that's exactly what I was fucking saying. That's fucking crazy. I saw you and I just fucking reacted so fucking crazy. I just couldn't fucking believe it was happening. I was like, my brain, like, fucking exploded when I heard it. I'm like, fuck, and I texted you straight away, didn't I? Yeah, you texted me straight away. You were like, man, you've... I'll get the text up. You said... Man, you've got to see Avengers Endgame because you're not going to believe what Captain America says. Okay, he says you've got to be shitting me. You just kind of like 
ruined it. You didn't even give me the chance to find out for myself. Mate, I'm just fucking losing it. How can I fucking... Come on, I, I had to go... I had to step out of cinema. I have three fucking tickets to calm myself down, man. I couldn't fucking believe right, it. No worries, man. Uh, guys... Fucking crazy, isn't it? Fucking crazy how things just take off. And so, uh, we decided that we had to talk to the man himself, and who better to do it than our very own in-house reporter, uh, uh, doubling as an entertainment reporter this week. It's reporter Mike. Breaking news, entertainment reporting and investigative journalism. I am reporter Mike with all your podcast news solutions. Reporter Mike, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Mike, I am going very, very well after a successful interview with Chris Evans. Okay, reporter Mike always just talks like he's reporting a news story all the time. He can't break out of it. Can you, reporter Mike? Mike, if I could stop talking like this, (laughs) I wouldn't be a news reporter. I'm reporter Mike answering your question. Thanks, reporter Mike. Reporter Mike's only been on once before. We get him on from time to time just to report on news but I thought I would pay for him to go over to NYC, the big smoke, New York City, and interview Chris Evans. Then we found out Chris Evans isn't in NYC, he's actually in LA, so we had to pay for another flight, didn't we, reporter Mike? Mike, I must say, after a 16-hour flight and a five-hour connecting flight, it is pretty irritating to have to go five hours back. I'm reporter Mike, complaining about your professionalism. Uh, All right, just remember I pay you, reporter Mike, so you don't want to be... Edit the mic, edit this out. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll make sure I edit all this yeah, out. You don't want to be, like, insulting me on the podcast because, like, your salary is in my hands. So if I decided to just fire you, you just wouldn't have a job. Just do you, you know that, right? I'm reporter Mike and uh, I'm sorry, Radio Mike. No worries, man. Uh, do you have something prepared for us? Mike, as I said, I headed over to L.A., New York and back to LA to interview Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, in Marvel's Cinematic Universe. And boy, oh boy, did he have a surprise in store for me. I'm Reporter Mike. Over to the package. Chris Evans, I am Reporter Mike. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hey, Reporter Mike, how are you, man? So, Chris Evans, how have you felt about the reception to Avengers and... Yeah, man, it's been fucking great. I mean, I can't complain at all. It's just, it's been such a ride. I can't believe it's fine. We're finally at this point in Avengers Endgame. You know, it's crazy. I can't believe it. It's just, it was so much fun to shoot. So, it's so great to have it finally out, you know? And, Chris Evans, tell me, at what point did you start listening to Radio Mike's podcast, 20th Century Boy? No, no, I've... Uh, what, sorry, what's that? I've, I've, I've not heard of that podcast. What, what's that? Well, in Avengers Endgame, you say the catchphrase of Radio Mike's podcast, 20th Century Boy. Oh, and what, what catchphrase is that? That catchphrase is, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was just in the script. That wasn't, a, that wasn't part of uh, anything like like that. You know, it was just, I, I, I certainly haven't heard of the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a celebrity. I don't listen to, to podcasts like that at all. Right. Well, my next five questions are now irrelevant, but Chris Evans, uh, I guess, what was your favourite part about working on the Avengers? Oh man, just all, you know, just just all of it, you know? You can't say goodbye. You, you work on something for so long, you can't say goodbye. But, uh, no, j- just the whole thing, you know, working alongside... I'm going to have to stop you right there. I only have three minutes with you in this press junket, and I have one more question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries, man. What, what, what is it? Is there anyone else we can see the Avengers teaming up with in the future? Oh man, I could get like, 
because you're such a small podcast, I'm just going to let you in. I'm going to give you the trailer to the next Avengers movie, and uh, you, you're never going to believe it because we realize that superheroes get people into cinemas. So what better way to make more money than to team up with our biggest competitors? That's right. Disney has purchased DC Films. The next Avengers film is a crossover. Take a listen to the trailer here. Ten years, you've watched the Disney's Marvel superheroes fight together. You've seen Iron Man in Iron Man 1. It's working. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. And Iron Man in Iron Man 2. I am Iron Man. But just when you thought the Marvel Universe couldn't get any bigger... Hulk! Smash! Two studios come together to bring one of the biggest cinematic crossovers in movie history. I'm asking up for you. is to protect the people you care about. Disney's Marvel and DC come together at last. Featuring all your favorite Disney, Marvel, and DC heroes and sidekicks. Uh, what do we do, Batman? You know what they say, Robin. Na-na-na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. None of Batman. Jimmy Jellicker's Batman, you're right! That you've grown to love from the movies and the comics you haven't read, but like to pretend to other people that you have read. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No! It's Thor! The God of Thunder! You've been with them through their best times. Go get him, Tiger! Oh, thanks, Mary Jane! I'm Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man! And supported them through their worst times. Uh, g'day guys, I'm Superman from Man of Steel and and uh, Batman vs. Superman. This summer, the biggest cinematic event ever. Hey, I'm the Flash, moving this way, that way, fast, quick, damn, boom, hey, Flash. Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe Studios Films Proprietary Limited and... DC Films presents Iron Man versus Thor versus Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman versus Black Panther versus Iron Man versus Scarlet Witch versus The Flash versus The Incredible Hulk versus Mr. Incredible versus Mrs. Incredible versus Frozone from The Incredibles versus Fantastic Four versus Hugh Jackman as Wolverine versus Marty McFly versus Captain Underpants versus Aladdin. It's gonna be one of the highest grossing films of all time and we know you'll pay $18 to see it even if it's shit and we'll even make you sit there for 10 minutes after the credits to watch a post credit scene where Batman and Iron Man shake hands and say, So what now? So what now? Coming to cinemas near you. And from all of us here at Disney, fuck you. Chris Evans, I've been Reporter Mike. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no worries, man. Whoa, was that a real trailer? That, that... That sounds incredible, reporter Mike. Was he serious? Mike, my interview with Chris Evans was highly successful. I demand a pay rise. I've been reporter Mike reporting again for 20th Century Boy. Well, thank you so much to reporter Mike. What a fantastic trailer for that upcoming Marvel movie, Marvel vs. DC the movie. 
God, everyone's going to be in that. And, you know, Disney, eventually fucking every character ever is going to be owned by Disney. So like, I just can't wait. And I can't believe Chris Evans just admitted that he, that he stole the quote from the, from the podcast and insisted that like he put it in. Like, didn't he say that in the interview that edited the mic that he, he said to the director, there's no way I'm doing the film if I can't say you got to be shitting me. The quote from Radio Mike's podcast, 20th Century Boy. Uh, yeah, no, no, I did hear him say that, I believe. Yeah, I, I remember that pretty clearly. We could just listen to it again. No, 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 we don't have to listen to it again. If I remember it and you remember it, it's obviously true, right? Yeah, no, no you're right, Mike. That would obviously be true. Would love to know all of your thoughts on Avengers Endgame. I'll talk about it a bit later, but as you know, all the contributions to this show via the socials, radio.mike on Instagram, it's Radio Mike on Twitter, radiomikepod at gmail.com or the Facebook group, as I mentioned before earn you mic points if you get 300 mic points you get to become a what siggy mic oh, oh, oh fuck it's a radio superstar fucking got that one yeah you got it man well done you become a radio superstar hit it edit a mic radio superstar radio superstars are superior listeners of the show and last week this happened when we crowned our first radio superstar hey radio, radio sophie, sophie guess what what radio mic you just became the first radio superstar! Oh my god! Thank you so much. That moment will go down in this podcast history. But the second person to accumulate 300 mic points was a little guy called Radio Pat. When you accumulate 300 mic points, you exchange them to become a radio superstar. But there is one catch. I can ring you at any point in time and you have to answer the phone with... I wake up with today. And if you don't answer with I wake up with today, you you get banned from the podcast forever and you're not allowed to listen anymore, which sucks. But it's just, you know, we can't just let anyone become a radio superstar. So that's the test to see if you're committed to becoming a radio superstar. So this week, we might be crowning our second radio superstar. What do you reckon, Siggy Mike? I, I said before I was going to fucking lose it at, if, at you go be shimmy thing. But if this happens, if we get two in a row, I fucking swear to God, mate, I'm just going to fucking lose it. I'm just gonna, I will smoke six packs of ciggies at once. In one sitting, if he fucking gets it, I swear I'm just going to lose But last week you said this, Siggy Mike. All right, it's ringing. How are you feeling, Siggy Mike? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm, I'm fucking so stoked for this. If she gets it, I'm just going to fucking lose it. I swear, I'm just going to fucking lose it, dude. I'm going to lie up a Siggy and just fucking smoke it. And you didn't end up losing it. Like, why are you just... You're not... You're not really, like, losing it. Like, I want, if, if you say you're going to lose it, I want you to lose it. Like, I want to see you Mate, lose like, it. Mate, like, I swear to God, how much you want to bet, I'm just going to fucking lose it. I will just fucking lose it. I just, I won't, I'm not, I'm not even going to cope. I'm just, this stuff excites me so fucking much. I'm just going to go crazy. Now, obviously there's the part of the risk of this is that, you know, you're getting a call from a random number and you're going to say, I wake up with today. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to trick Radio Pat and I'm going to pretend that I'm someone from like a bank or something like that and just see how he responds to it and then let him know. Uh, this is all provided he does answer correctly. All right. And the mic punch in the number. Let's find out if Radio Pat is going to be our second ever radio superstar. Punching in the number now, Mike. Great, you could have just punched it in when I fucking said to punch it in. You didn't have to talk. Why do you always have to be on air, mate? Jesus Christ, punch it in. Punch it in now. Are you serious? All right, let's wish him luck, guys. I hope he gets it. Yeah, good, good, uh, good luck, uh, Radio Pad. Hope you pick up. Oh, fuck, man, I'm getting so hyped up already. I just can't fucking contain it. I'm fucking crazy at the moment. Fuck, I'm on edge. I wake up with today. 
Oh, uh, hello. This is uh, Cam Peterson from the Commonwealth Bank. Yes. Oh, is this Mr. Patrick? Uh, I believe so. Do you bank with the Commonwealth Bank? What do you ask? Hey, Pat, guess what? I fucked up. What? It's not Cam Peterson from the Commonwealth Bank, mate. I thought you were being serious for a sec. Do you, do you know who this bloody is? Uh, I don't know. Could it be someone with a certain podcast? Could be. Take a guess, man. Um, Hamish and Andy? It's not them, mate. Think bigger. Think better. Hmm. Chris Hardwick? All right, Pat, let's cut the crap, man. It's Radio Mark here. <laughs> hey, man, how you going? Really good. Hey, guess what? What? I sent you a challenge. You got to answer the phone with I wake up with today. And? And guess what, Pat? What? You succeeded. You've become the second radio superstar. Fucking losing it right now. Seriously. How do you feel, man? Kind of different. You feel kind of different? No, I said no different. Oh, that's weird. Why not? Hey, like other people have said, you know, being radio superstar means... You know, it's, it doesn't mean anything outside of this podcast. But, I mean, hey, from like from an actual standpoint, I'm extremely humbled and I'm honoured. I am... I'm all kinds of things. Yeah. But, you know, I can't go for a job and be like, oh, where are you, superstar? All right, I'm just going to... I need to get some more details off you, but I'm really busy. So can, I'm just going to get Siggy Mike, who's here, to do it. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine, man. I'd love to talk to him. Just give me one sec, all right? Yes, yeah, sweet. Siggy Mike, can you just do yeah, the... Hey, g'day, Pat. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm fucking losing it here. How you going? I can't fucking believe it. You want Siggy? Yeah, no, I'm all right, mate. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You smoke Siggy's, man? Nah, nah, I'm not really a Siggy guy. All right. Well, uh, how do I spell your name? I've got P-A-T. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That's the first time I ever fucking got one right. I can't fucking believe it. Fuck. There you go. Mate, me and you should do Nang sometime. Uh, I'll, I'll think about it, okay? I'll really think hard and consider it. All uh, right, no worries, man. I've got to go. Oh, Pat, I'm so sorry about him. He's such a little dickhead, isn't he's he? No, he's no intern Mike, but hey. I need you to repeat after me. It's a mantra to initiate you into the uh, into the radio superstardom. Is it the same one that we heard last week? No, no, it's, it changes every week. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. okay, cool. So just repeat after me. I, Radio Pat. I, Radio Pat. Promise to devote all my time to the radio family. Promise to devote all my time to the radio family. And acknowledge that although. And acknowledge that although. I would like to be under the sea. I would like to be under the sea. In an octopus's garden. In an octopus's garden. In the shade. In the shade. I am going to accept my post on the land. I am going to accept my post on the land? As a radio superstar. As a radio superstar. Also the Beatles exist. How are you going to celebrate? Uh, probably do absolutely nothing, as usual. Yeah, you bloody, you bloody do that, man. Enjoy yourself, all right? Take it easy. Gladly. Take it easy, Mike. Well, there you go, guys. The second radio superstar has been crowned. Really, really proud of all the radio superstars so far. Radio Soap and Radio Pat. Uh, as soon as we get a few more radio superstars, I can tell everyone what the real uh, benefits are. Radio Judd Man is up next. He's put in his lodge to become a radio superstar with his 300 mic points, so hopefully he'll be successful. But guys, it's time to move on. we really got to move on because I really want to talk about Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to do any spoilers, so don't worry. Uh, but I, I, I really, really want to talk about it um, just in terms of like what it is and what it means and my thoughts on like Marvel Universe and that kind of thing. Um, and like... I should preface this by saying that I consider myself like 
pretty like a pretty casual fan of Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like I'm certainly not a hardcore fan. I don't I don't really know like the entire story. I've missed a few films here and there. I think I've seen most of them, but like I wouldn't remember all of them. You know, it was just something that was always there, but I never got like hardcore into it the way some other people did. Like I remember seeing Iron Man, the first Iron Man when it came out in cinemas and I and I thought it was all right, but I I never thought I didn't know at that point that they were doing what they were doing with this whole cinematic universe thing. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. So I thought, like, I, I, I look at what it's become now and I just think it's absolutely incredible. And I don't know, I guess, like, what I guess... The thing about Endgame was I just, I genuinely just thought it was such a fantastic movie. And I thought, like, maybe because I'm a casual fan, I didn't, like, I didn't necessarily, like, care as much about, like, plot inconsistencies or, or whatever that, and that kind of thing. Like, I just, I just really enjoyed it. I, it, it was a really long film, but it, it completely captivated me the whole way. I enjoyed every part of it. I thought it was such a great movie. The best Marvel movie that I've seen, in my opinion. Like, I, I just... I really loved it. I think it's just a testament to what Marvel have done over the past decade or so. I think it's incredible what they've done. And, like, there was probably a period of time there where there were, like, just, you know, one, two or three Marvel movies coming out every year. Every single year. I think for a while there, I kind of went off them a bit, only because, like, I just felt like it was so saturated. Like, I still saw them, but I was, I feel like I was just almost getting tired of them a bit because I was like, oh... There's so many of them out and it's cool and I enjoy seeing all the characters interact, but I just feel like I want to see something that isn't a Marvel movie. But I feel like seeing what it's become now, you know, and seeing how it ended up with... I, I also enjoyed Infinity War a lot. Like, I loved Infinity War as well. And seeing what it became from just Iron Man 1 back in, like, 2008 or whenever it was to now, like, I just think it's incredible. And it makes me just want to go back and watch them all and get inv get invested in it. One of the best parts about it as a universe is that it's been more or less consistent in in itself for the entirety of its existence. Like, I think other franchises that have tried to do this have been really shaky with this kind of thing, which I will get onto a bit later. Um, I do want to talk about my favourite uh, Marvel films, and, like, this could sound so, like, um, I don't know, like, basic, because I'm just, like... I, I feel like the ones I like most are probably the ones most people like most, but I'm not sure. Um, but I would say that my favourite Marvel movies that I've seen would probably have to be the original Guardians of the Galaxy, because I think the soundtrack to that film was really, really good. It really suited the, the tone of the film, and I just thought it was something really refreshing when it was, when it was out. Like... I think it was really unique at the time it came out, and I really enjoyed that. Give it to Ronan so he can destroy the galaxy? What are you, some saint all of a sudden? What has the galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to save it? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! I really enjoyed Civil War. I think Spider-Man's probably the coolest superhero in the entirety of superhero lore, and uh, I just thought it was awesome to have him finally show up. I thought that was great. Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Wait, it's nothing. Mr. Stark, it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. I thought Civil War, like, should have just been, like, like Marvel Civil War instead of Captain America Civil War. Like, I didn't think it needed to be branded as a Captain America film necessarily because it didn't really feel like one. Um, and then probably after that, I'd have to say either Thor, Ragnarok, Infinity War or Endgame or Spider-Man Homecoming. 
Massive shout out to Korg, the rock guy from Thor Ragnarok, who just like, you know, as a comedic character, just like brought a breath of fresh air into that film as well. Like similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, they were just tonally a little bit different to the other ones and they sort of treated the superhero thing a little bit less seriously and like, uh, you know, recognize almost like the lunacy of everything that's going on in those films. So I thought Korg was a really good addition to the franchise. Well, I tried to start a revolution but didn't print enough pamphlets, so hardly anyone turned up except for my mum and her boyfriend who I hate. But I'm actually organizing another revolution. I don't know if you'd be interested in something like that. Do you reckon you'd be interested? In fact, all of the films that I've just said I think are actually really, really good movies. Like, I really, really like them and I'd watch them. What's your favourite Marvel film? It'd be interesting to see which ones people like. Do you like Marvel? Do you not like Marvel? What are your thoughts on it? All that being said, I, I, on, on the topic of like a cinematic universe and like obviously Marvel's just made tons and tons of money over the past decades. Like I think what they did was genius, literal genius. And I think it's like unprecedented in cinematic history. And I think well done to Marvel for doing it because, you know, they were making superhero movies for ages, all unconnected, all just like within their own little universes. And then someone just must have been like, why don't we actually do what basically the comics are, which is like, you know, you have your kind of Iron Man comic or your Thor comic or your Hulk comic, but all the characters kind of swap in between and, you know, they they, they pop up in each other's comics and then there's group comics like the Avengers and, and all that kind of thing. And I just think, you know, that's, in, that's amazing. I just think it's so great that they managed to pull it off over a decade and, and it really feels like everything was leading up to Endgame. It really feels like they had a plan from the start. Maybe not a complete, like, 100% written down thing, but it just seemed like they knew what they needed to do to achieve what they achieved. And I look at the, that time where I felt a bit tired with the franchise, but now, yeah, like I said, it just feels so refreshing at the moment. And I, I'm so excited for what's next for this franchise. I Obviously, I don't think these movies are going to be super successful forever. I think eventually this superhero phase is going to die down, but I think that's got a little bit more life in it. Obviously, DC, the main competitor to Marvel in terms of comics and superheroes, pretty much, in my opinion, it seemed like they, they, they pretty much had no choice. Once Marvel had, had the ball rolling and clearly had some idea of what they were doing, DC pretty much had to make their own cinematic universe, but they just, like... I just feel like they were so behind and I feel like they just didn't have as much of a plan or a concept or an idea of what they needed to do. And yeah, I just, it, I, I just feel like they, that, that's why the DC movies just haven't been as good. And I haven't seen many of them. I saw Man of Steel, the original, the, the newest Superman, which I didn't like. I saw half of Batman versus Superman, but got bored. And I saw Suicide Squad, which I didn't think was amazing either. And I've also seen Wonder Woman, which was probably the best one I've seen. And I saw Shazam recently, which was also really good. It seems like they're kind of finding their feet now, but I think it's a bit too late. Um, I think it was always going to be really hard to follow Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy with Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, because I think they were just so acclaimed and so popular and such great movies that you know, bringing in a new Batman was almost always going to not live up to that original, to, well, not original, but that most recent uh, uh, Batman trilogy or, or film series at that time. He turns to me and he says, why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile on that face. And... Why so serious? I just feel like 
when Justice League came out, as opposed to when the Avengers came out, those two franchises were in completely different positions at the time. Justice League felt like they had to put it out. They had to get all these characters in front of a screen, whereas Marvel just gave it time to grow. Like they, 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 they certainly took a risk, but it definitely paid off. The other, the other franchise that is doing this cinematic universe thing now, which I personally hate, is uh, I believe it's called The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It is obviously all Harry Potter-based things, and they've kind of kicked it off with the Fantastic Beast series. And, you know, they want I think they, the idea is they want to have a cinematic universe where they're exploring all different areas of the Harry Potter world. And I think that this, in theory, is a great idea. It works exactly the same way as the Marvel thing, but I think the execution's been really poor. I've seen Fantastic Beasts and Fantastic Beasts Crimes of Grindelwald, um, neither of which I think were particularly good. I think there were good parts about them. Um, obviously, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is based on a, a book, a fictional book in Harry Potter, the series, in the books, a book within a book, a film based on a book in a book. Fuck, that's crazy. At least tell me you took care of the Nomad. The what? The Nomad. No magic. The non-wizard. Uh, sorry, we call them muggles. So it's about Newt Scamander, the fictional author of this book in Harry Potter, and his uh, dealings with various magical creatures. And I think, like, there were two main books in the series that get referenced, which was Fantastic Beasts and Quidditch Through the Ages. There's a fair few more, but, like, those are the two that stand out, and they made paperback versions of them. And I think if they wanted to adapt them into books, that's great, but... You know, originally Fantastic Beasts was going to be a trilogy, and then all of a sudden when the first one came out, they're like, well, actually, there's going to be five films. And I just think it felt like they were just milking it for all it was worth instead of just making one good adaptation of that and then maybe doing a Quidditch film. And then, you know, now that in Crimes of Grindelwald, it's become a thing about Dumbledore, a young Dumbledore with Newt Scamander and Grindelwald, which was detailed in the books, and it was always a very interesting plot point about Dumbledore's kind of secret past with Grindelwald and their duel and him killing... You know, one of them killed Ariana, Dumbledore's sister, but spoilers for Harry Potter 7, by the way, but that book's been out for ages, so fuck you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that all the stuff in Harry Potter that's implied from the past, or the little drips and drabs that you find out about the stuff in the past, like... All of the Snape stuff with the Marauders is some of the, is probably, in my opinion, the strongest part about Harry Potter. The little bits and pieces you get about Harry's parents and the teachers at Hogwarts from the past that link into things in the future, that's my favourite part about Harry Potter. But life isn't fair. Your blessed father knew that. In fact, he frequently sought it. My father was a great man. Your father was a swine. <laughs> so I would be more than happy for them to do a dedicated film about Dumbledore and Grindelwald that's not sort of buried in this Fantastic Beasts thing. I don't know why they've made that decision. It feels really weird to me. Although I did think Jude Law as a young Dumbledore was incredible. I think he completely encapsulated that character and was a massive redeeming factor of that film. Cut the pretense. I know he's there on your orders. Oh, if you'd ever had the pleasure to teach him, you'd know Newt is not a great follower of orders. However long you keep me and my friends under surveillance, you're not going to discover plots against you, Travers, because we want the same thing, the defeat of Grindelwald. But overall, like, I, I didn't think Crimes of Grindelwald was bad. I, I just thought, why aren't they doing, why aren't they just doing a Dumbledore movie or even like a Dumbledore Netflix series? Like, surely any streaming service would snap up a Harry Potter series, a, 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 a Wizarding World series. It'd be incredible. 
Like there were so like I'd love to see a series with the Marauders at school with Snape, or a series about like a young Voldemort at Hogwarts following him. Lost, you know, thing, things like that that would be really great. And I think J.K. Rowling could make them really good. Uh, I was going to debut a new segment on this episode, but I might have to hold it over till next week now because I think we're going a little bit over um, and I want to keep the podcast to a certain length because I don't like podcasts going for really long. But speaking of Harry Potter, there is a little thing that we like to do every week on this podcast. So I think it's about time we do this. Harry Potter and the Boys, a live reading. By Radio Mike. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? This is Harry Potter and the Boys. It is the fan fiction of Harry Potter that I wrote when I was in year seven at school. And we have just finished up chapter 10 after three weeks. It was a long chapter and it was called Defense Against the Dark Farts slash Arts. There is now a new dark art, which is the Dark Farts. Uh, It links into one of the evil teachers, Mr. Charger, who apparently has Voldemort on his bum pretty gross, pretty, you know, pretty juvenile humour when you're in year seven. Uh, last, at the end of the chapter, I think what happened was all the boys started having really bad dreams about weird characters like Bigfoot and a basilisk and stuff like that. And, you know, really ambiguous stuff that seemed to be foreshadowing something that's going to happen later in the book. But let's keep reading on to chapter 11, which is called Gryffindor versus Slytherin. I forgot to mention that uh, the boys were going to a Quidditch match, I guess. But I guess that makes sense from the title. So here we go. The boys came out of the changing room after signing their name on the sheet. They looked across the pitch. Tim, he's the Quidditch captain, told them all the Slytherin players. Jesus, okay. Now, their keeper is Harrison Jonas, he said. The three chasers are Sam Banning... Nick Karen and Hilda Hadley. Sorry if anyone has these names in real life. These I'm pretty sure these are just completely arbitrary, random names I've came, come up with. Uh, the beaters are John and Squidvius Mooney. <laughs> Sorry to all the Squidvius Moonies out there. You must be, you know, pretty awkward having your name in this bloody book. Jesus Christ. Squidvius Mooney. What a fucking stupid name, Year 7 Mike, you bloody idiot. And their seeker is Alexander Rock. Cool, Alexander Rock. I wonder if he's Chris Rock's brother. Oh, bam. Good one, Mike. Good cultural reference. Okay, uh, and then in brackets it says, By the way, that character called Squidvius... (laughs) It actually says this. By the way, that character called Squidvius? Don't ask. I have no idea how I came up with that name. But basically, John and Squid, Squid is short for Squidvius. This is all in the book, in brackets. (laughs) John and Squid are third years that are twins. Okay, cool. That's a good... <laughs> I love how he just... The narrator explains stuff all the time in this book. It's like, hey, yeah, sorry, guys. I've got no idea how I came up with the name Squidvius, but yeah, they're just twins from Slytherin. <laughs> J.K. Rowling wouldn't do that. Hey, guys, this is Draco Malfoy. I don't know how I came up with Draco. I guess it just means dragon or something in, like, Latin or some shit. I don't know. Um, okay. They all flew up to the middle of the pitch. The commentator was Jordan Lee. And then it says, no pun intended, which I think is because in Harry Potter, the commentator was called Lee Jordan, and this guy's called Jordan Lee, but that's not really a pun, 13-year-old Mike. You've just reversed the names. Uh, I'd, I'd say you, you should have said coincidence, not intended. Um, but anyway, the commentator was Jordan Lee, no pun intended, a sixth year. Harry Potter stood up. Before we start the game, he said, 
I would just like to remind you all that Derek is a disgrace to all wizards. So Harry Potter says this every chapter. It seems to be his only contribution in the book so far. Harry Potter seems to just have lost the plot after what happened with him and Voldemort. Like, it just seems like he's just, he does not care anymore and he's just a shit wizard and he insults students all the time. Uh, he's publicly berated Derek, the stupid kid, in pretty much every chapter. Uh, he winked at Madame Hooch in an idiotic way <laughs> and the game had begun. Jordan Lee began to commentate. Hi, and welcome to the first Quidditch match of the season, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Hey, look, Madam Hooch has released the quaffle and the game has begun. <laughs> hey, look, guys, this happened. <laughs> Fucking stupid, Mike. Uh, this is already looking like such a long chapter. We'll, de- we'll, 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 we'll do this one over a few episodes because it is pretty long. Uh, the, okay, so the game has begun. Look at this. Tom Sam Thompson has got the quaffle and ouch, he's been knocked off his broom by John Mooney. That's a foul, that is. Okay, the quaffle has now been caught by Sam Sam Thompson. Great skill there. Sam grabbed the quaffle. He saw his brother fall to the ground and got angry. Sam and Tom are brothers. He flew around John Mooney and threw the quaffle straight through the hoop. A great goal there by Sam Sam Thompson, shouted Jordan Lee. Gryffindor takes the lead, 10-0. There were howls from the Gryffindor side as they started to do their famous beatboxing. And then it just goes, GG Gryffindor, which I guess is like me trying to write, like, Gryffindors. Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Like, apparently that's uh that's Gryffindor's now their chant to, to when their team gets a goal or something. Send me, guys, send me videos of you doing the Gryffindor chant. Gryffindor. Imagine a whole crowd singing that. That'd actually be pretty cool. Uh, let's leave it there for today. That The chapter goes on for some time, but that's an exciting uh, entrance into Quidditch for Harry Potter and the boys. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Let me know all your thoughts on the socials there in the description. Join the group. Just request and I'll, I'll invite you and let you in. Feel free to join. I'd love to have you in there. Just contribute as much or as little as you want. Would love to hear any emails. you got to be shitting me of the week. Your thoughts on Avengers, your thoughts on fantastic beasts and harry potter and dc and any other cinematic universe or what what would you you would like to see become like a connected universe on screen and that kind of thing would love to hear from you uh siggy mike thank you so much for being here thank you so much for losing it man that was crazy you just bloody lost it yeah mate fuck i can seriously seriously you know i'm excited when i get over if you should see me at the footy you should see me at the footy i just fucking lose it if carlton gets a go at the footy because i go for carlton Carton gets to go at the free. I'll just fucking lose it. Can't make it for you, though. Yeah, alright. Well, thanks for being here. You you back next week, man. Yeah, man. If you have me, I'll fucking be yeah, here. Yeah, regrettably, you'll be here. We're trying to get intern Mike back very soon, though. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, you'll be here for now. Okay, cool. Uh, end of the mic. Uh, decent work today. Uh, hopefully, everything's all good on the marriage front, yeah, man. No, uh, thanks, Mike. No, I'm sure it will be fine. You know, like, I think yeah, sometimes marriages just, you know, have their ups and downs. You, you never really know with these things, you know, so you just gotta. Jesus be- Christ, do you ever stop talking, mate? Fucking shut the hell up. No one wants to hear it. The listeners don't care, guys. We've got to go. We've got to stop recording. We got, we've got bloody stuff to do, mate. It's time to go. Thank you so much for listening again. Uh, there's only one thing that I want to say to you guys right now, and it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a secret. I'm not supposed to tell you, but I, I guess I'll fill you in anyway. It's that uh, my name is Radio Mike, and this podcast has been the inside of my mind. Shh, don't tell anyone, guys, okay?